Hi, and welcome to OCR Radio, hosted by The Athlete, also known as Steve and Steph, where we bring you weekly interview guests. And if you haven't checked out the 12-part Getting Started series, go check it out. We've included tons of information for getting started in obstacle course racing. Now on to the show. Welcome to today's episode of OCR Radio. Today's guest is Julie Patois. Julie is the owner of Protocol Sports Systems here in San Diego. She's a certified orthopedic manual integrative therapist, certified British sports therapist, active isolated stretch certified, rock tape certified, SFMA level one and two certified, and she has a whole team of other people who are certified. I thought Julie would be a perfect guest for OCR athletes since we tend to beat ourselves up pretty good. She's going to talk to us about how we can get well, stay well, and perform at our peak levels. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So can you tell us a little more about your athletic background and how you got started in this whole field? What? How did this get created? Okay. So... Protocol Sports System was, was an idea of mine about 20 years ago, but it started way longer than that. So I grew up an athlete. Um, I'm from the Bay Area originally. So I was of the genre where I guess you, you played every single sport under the sun. So I swam competitively. I played softball competitively. I played volleyball competitively, um, played club, played you name it. And then was lucky enough to play in college, have a full scholarship to college at UC Santa Barbara, and then was lucky enough on that one to play professionally. So I played over in Spain. I played volleyball over in Spain. Um, but through all this, I managed to get hurt a lot. And so when I was in club sports, I hurt myself, you know, a couple of uh, bulging discs from a, a bad coaching experience where he wanted me to do a, a heavy squat and he had never taught me how to do a squat before. When I was in Spain, I hurt my knees. When I was in college, I hurt my knees and I tore my plantar fascia, and my, uh, which is in the bottom of your foot, and then my right shoulder and my thigh, you name it. I've pretty much been hurt everywhere. So I had so many different injuries and a lot of them were sport-based, but a lot of my injuries could have been prevented by me knowing my body better. Yeah. And if I had known how to really activate certain things and uh, not just left it up to the course of just coaching and, and, and I'll just do what they tell me to do and I'll just run harder and I'll just move faster and move forward. That made me a really an elite athlete. Had I known what I was doing, I could have been had much longer playing time. So I went over to Spain. I got hurt. They wanted to do surgery over there, and I said no. They came back, and I, I met with an orthopedic, sports orthopedic doctor. Now I'm 24 at the time, 23, and he basically said, well, you're just going to have to stop doing everything that you do, which to me was that's my entire life is athletics. And, yeah. uh, that, and I was like, you're, I'm 24. What are you talking about? And he says, well, if you want to not be in pain, you just have to stop doing it. And I said, are you kidding? <laughs> and it, it irritated me because it's like, you can't just tell somebody to not do something when this is their entire life. Right. And I'm too young for that. So, you know, I went through PT. PT was at the time was more, let's just do these exercises. They didn't listen to me. They, and I kept telling them, Hey, this is really hurting. This doesn't really work. And they said, no, this is the exercises you have to do. And I said, Hey, but you're not really listening to me. Yeah. Um, this doesn't work. I'm not, I don't understand why is this happening? And they said, well, they didn't, nobody wanted to tell me anything. So from there, it started me on that journey where I became a therapist um, because 
now I can't really, I can't do the things that I really wanted to do before because I can't play volleyball anymore and I can't think because of my knees. I now made it my own to say, if I'm having this much of, a, of an issue trying to find the right people who really act like they care about me, everybody else must be in the same position. <laughs> and so I wanted to find a, a, a way to help people really understand their bodies, not only make them feel better, but un- let them be educated about their bodies at the same time. And that kind of is what protocol sports systems, how it got developed in my head. And then about 20 years ago, I was sitting, um, like a couple of years later, I was sitting in uh, LA with uh, some girlfriends of mine and I said, you know, there's nothing out there like that's integrative that I need somebody who I need a sports conditioning person and I need a therapist and I need a stretch person. I need a nutritionist and I need, I need these things, but I need everybody to work together. I, I, get, I get tired of everybody competing against one another and, and, um, thinking that their stuff is the only stuff that works for me yeah. when it, it takes a village. It takes everything, everybody working together to get through the same thing. And Nobody's answering any of my questions on how does this happen? Like, how did this happen to me? I was an elite athlete. How, why, how come I can't get back? And why do I keep hurting myself over and over again? It can't just be because I'm clumsy, because I'm not clumsy. It's got to be something. They're not acute injuries. What's happening? So, you know, I, I wanted to figure out a way so that I could heal myself. I started as I graduated and became a therapist, I've been doing this for 20 years now. Um, I figured out a way to heal myself and that came through muscle activation, really figuring out like, Oh wow, if I do this, this turns on. Okay. Wow. This wasn't even working on me. Oh, I didn't even realize that I was doing this. I've just been so busy doing the activity or doing the lifting or, you know, trying to go, go heavy. I didn't even realize that I was missing half of these muscle fibers weren't even being recruited. So, it got me thinking about how to start a business that was fully integrative with PT, with um, manual therapy, with sports conditioning, with nutrition, and everybody would collaborate for the best of the clients. And we could educate them, teach them about their bodies, and not just count reps and sets for people. And then we could make people more efficient with their bodies and lessen their rate of injury. Uh, that's, yeah, that's incredible because that is what I think I see on a regular basis, like how these overuse injuries, these recurring injuries, um, people are getting help, but maybe they're not getting the right help. And it's not for a lack of, of trying. It's just for a lack of resources sometimes. Wow. So well, sure, the, and you, you so, just don't know. Yeah. yeah you, you just don't know don't what know. you don't know. Right. And then you turn to the internet sometimes because you're trying to educate yourself and that makes it even more confusing. So you totally. you just created your own your own village. That's great. So um, <laughs> I had to. I had to fix myself. <laughs> right, right. And that's uh, you know, that's how we all get to be the best in what we do is we've fixed ourselves first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as athletes, we really pride ourselves on the strength of our bodies and we typically have much better body awareness than the non-athlete, right? So like you said, you're not clumsy, but we still don't get it right sometimes. And we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Do you have a show guest you'd like to hear from? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Email us, podcast at ocrradio.com. And welcome back. 
So for the obstacle course racers that are listening, what are the top five things you see an obstacle course race athlete doing in training and or in life that could cause us problems and, dare I say, injuries? Yeah, so this is this is so perfect because I had this client this morning. She's a high-level athlete, um, pro athlete, and she's coming back with a hamstring injury, and she was seeing me. And so we took her through uh, an assessment first, and then we went through this whole thing, and I worked on her. And then I said, you know, you're super quad dominant. You don't use your glutes at all. And she says, well, I do, I do glutes all the time. And I said, yeah, but you don't, you don't actually activate them <laughs> at all. Wow. She says, no, but I use them all the time. And I said, no, no, do this. And I find that majority of high level athletes still don't know how to squeeze their butt. And so what I did is I do this simple test that I do with a lot of people on glute activation. If you sit down on a corner of a chair or sit on a table and let your legs dangle off, Squeeze your glutes, and you should be able to pop up about half an inch off the table without Uh, using your legs, without using your upper body. Then you should be able to squeeze your left glute and your right glute independently of one another. And you should get to a point where it's like squeezing, popping, squeezing, popping, squeezing, popping, not your upper body and not your knees moving. And what I find is, is like I put her on it who does, she's a high-level elite athlete, and she scored really well on my assessment. She couldn't do it. Wow. And majority of people can't do it because they're just not connected. And so I thought, not given how great you are at what you do now, if you can just learn that, think of how much better. Because look at how powerful the glutes are. Right. You're driving for <laughs> That's but the biggest muscle in your body. With your quads. Right. Exactly. They're huge. So no glute activation is a huge thing. And athletes get caught up in every time we bend and go into a squat, we're stretching our glutes. We're putting them on pre-stretch, but we're, it's an eccentric contraction of our quads. That means we're eccentrically loading them from gravity. But we tend to lean forward and forget that the glutes actually have to come into contraction and thrust us up. And instead, we're dragging us forward with our quads. Um, and we do it just because it's natural. Now, if you actually knew what was happening with your butt back there and that you could actually turn it on, wow, wouldn't you be more powerful? Yeah. So glute activation is huge. Okay. Transversus abdominis is huge, which is the low core, um, the deep core muscles of of your uh, pelvic floor and up from your your diaphragm, the bottom, uh, top of your rib cage, down all the way to almost your thighs. Let's okay. say to your quads. That that's your entire um, core a- area. Transversus abdominis is the one that goes parallel to the floor. It's a, a forced exhale. That's the one that you, when you're breathing really heavy. That sucker is is tightening up every time you push out. But what happens is we tend to belly breathe and lose sight of the fact that we we don't even use it. So then what takes over is our low back. Our low back goes into hyperextension to do all of the flexion for us because our quads are already there doing it. So then the back goes in and then our poor little core doesn't get anything. But we're so busy doing all these crunches and 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 um hip flexion and everything that's using all the superficial muscles we're not using anything in the deep the deep core area which is where our stabilization is which is a lot of reason why we keep getting re-injured um in the low back area wow um not not listening to yourself knowing the difference between being sore and being in pain people have this idea where you push through the pain and pain is just weakness leaving the body no pain is not weakness leaving the body pain is there to tell you hey i'm in pain 
and pain alters your motor control. It alters how you move in the world. Any kind of pain, instant onset pain, injury, acute injury pain, it's, you suddenly start moving differently. And then from there, it gets cycled back around to re-injuring yourself. So mm. listening to your body is a huge thing for athletes. We tend to think like we're weak if we don't, if we don't just push through it. There's right. times to push through it if you're sore. There's times to say, hey, 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 yeah. uh, this isn't working. It's not necessary you know? to override all, uh, <laughs> all senses. Gosh, no. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so hard. You, can't compar- you, you cannot compartmentalize your body like that when it comes to pain. Because pain will come back and hit you over the head with a four by four if you're if you don't pay attention to it, um, and then lack of shoulder girdle stabilization. You know, our shoulders, our arms are only held on to our body by our right at the collarbone to the sternum, right at that one little piece of bone from the in, inside of our collarbone that attaches to our chest wall. That's the only place it's held on and affixed. The rest of it's all held on by by muscles and tendons. So we have a very loose shoulder, and yet we tend to sit immediately rotated. Our shoulders are forward. We don't give any kind of stabilization to it, and yet we're expecting it to do all of this power work for us. So you're expecting muscles that really it's not their job to do it um, on a non-stable shoulder to do all of this heavy, heavy lifting for us, pulling us up off of things. We do op- obstacle course racing, pulling us up over, um, up over fences or walls, lifting things hurdling things, crawling under. If you don't have a stable uh, shoulder girdle, you can easily dislocate your shoulder or or hurt your thoracic spine, all sorts of different things. Yeah, I see that, especially so with like the monkey on. bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different of different areas. Those are the main five things that I think people don't, don't pay that much attention to. As athletes, we tend to overlook because we think, well, we'll just get stronger. Yeah. And then if we get stronger, then we can just muscle through. Mm. And it's not about muscling through. It's about activating the right way and understanding there's firing patterns in our bodies that are going to make us way more efficient than just trying to muscle through something. Yeah. Wow. And, you'll, and it'll be easier. Think of how much, more, how much easier it will be to pull something with this big lat that you have in your back and this big subscap that you have and contract it and pull it down then to just use that little bicep that you have in the front of your arm. Yeah, and it, I actually, use big muscles. Yeah, and and I did a um I did a whole episode interview with another physical therapist where we talked about how to get stronger on pull-ups and all it and most of it came down to the grip. Where they're gripping, how they're gripping, the fact that if they're gripping with their first finger and their second finger that that mm-hmm. is going to activate more of the front of their their arm so their bicep versus yeah. using their pinky and their ring finger which actually activates your lat so so these are some of the things that you help teach people right like hey do totally. this yeah. squeeze and, here don't and the do difference that between an overhead grip and uh, overhand grip and uh, like a chin-up grip yep so the minute you you do an underhand grip you put your, your radius and your ulna, which are in your forearm, go parallel. You uh-huh. take all of the stress off of your bicep so your bicep can actually work. If you put your hand over and put your palm facing down and do an overhead or away from you, yeah. you're crossing off, you're crossing your two um, forearm bones and you're putting your bicep on stretch. So it's actually, you're, it's harder for you to do um, when you put your, your palm away from you than it is towards you because you, you lose your bicep on that one. Yeah. 
but just retracting your shoulders and bringing your shoulders, your armpits down into your pockets, you're going to be way stronger because then you've got this big, huge back, this lat work that's going to contract that'll actually help thrust you up instead of um, using just those, your forearms and your biceps to do all the work. Yeah, my lats are way stronger than my forearms and biceps. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> they should be. But yeah. you know what, then what you need to look for is how flexible is your thoracic spine. Okay. So if you don't have good extension in your thoracic spine, you, you won't be able to get your arms up high enough to really make it because what you need is extension back there to, have, to help those lats work because they come down and back. But most, most of us are a little bit more flexed in our upper thoracic um, from doing a lot of pec work or doing a lot of pulling and we, and we don't extend, that's going to, that's going to limit your strength yeah. instead of, uh, assist in your strength. And we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, we're new. We could use a review. Click the ratings and review button and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And welcome back. See, that's great. So like you can, you really assess people and show people, hey, just change this little technique, activate this little muscle. Um, and then it, it, I bet you see crazy improvements in performance that way. Strength, uh, act, you know. Oh, act, yeah. Yeah. We have people who literally couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time when they came in, um, who, who are now like doing jump boxes with, you know, with kettlebells and we're, who are on the, the goof boards or the BOSU balls getting thrown med balls while doing um, the battle ropes and balancing and doing squats. We have people do, who literally couldn't do a squat when we first met them who are now doing things that they never thought possible oh because we just, we just made them more stable and more linear. I mean, we have them activating areas that, they didn't, that weren't even turned on. And they didn't know because you, you just have no idea what your body is not doing. And, and I, I, as an elite athlete, I know that I was a little messed up in certain places. I didn't even realize how messed up I was because I, didn't, I was always relying on other muscles to do the job for me because they'd always done it in the past. Yeah, because they would just make up for it. That, of course. It's, 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 they're, just, they're doing their job. They're dominant. They're like, hey, you take a break over there. I'll just do it all for you. I got this. And then those <laughs> other muscles that have been shut off for a while are like, okay, we're on a break. <laughs> and then they don't know how to come back on because they've been on vacation forever. Yeah. So oh, we just man. make everybody work. It's, it's even. That's great. <laughs> but we, the beauty of what we do is we always have eyeballs on you. So yeah. you will always have at least a two to six eyeballs on you at, the, at, at a time. You know, one person to three to four, there's always somebody looking at you because we only do classes of six. Um, that our group classes are small. So we make sure that once we take you through an assessment, we decide what we want to do with you, how functional or dysfunctional you are. You, the, if you do a group session, the, the highest number you're getting is five other people with you because we need to pay attention to every little thing that you do because we don't, you're in our care. Yeah. So we're not going to allow you to get hurt. And we're going to teach you like, hey, did you feel that? Did you feel, did you feel the difference on that one? Did you notice that your upper back, you used your upper back and not your lower back? Did you notice that when you did that squat, you didn't sit back enough and you took it with your low back? Did you feel that? Now let's change it. Yeah. You didn't activate that, da, 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 da. And we can change things within like 10, 20 minutes. And we can make humongous changes in strides between 30 and 60 days. 
That's great. And I, I just had the other day, I was, um, I was leading a charity boot camp for, um, with some of the other coaches here in Southern California. And they, a woman came up to me after the training session because we were saying, Hey, if you have any questions, ask me. And so she came up to me and she said, my shoulder, I have, I have problems with my shoulder. I have some pain in my shoulder. And she's pointing to the joint. And immediately I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's out of the, that's out of my scope. And I think that's out of most trainers scope. So your, your facility is exactly what I recommended. Somebody who has the comprehensive care to take a look at that because, you know, obviously there's something going on in the joint there. So my best recommendation, recommendation is don't do whatever you're doing to make it hurt, right? Right, Um, That's not good enough. That's just not good enough. But, um, you know, a lot of people, I think they don't, they don't really know where to look or who to turn to. So it's really great to have you as a resource. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it's, it is, we do, we do a lot of, um, a lot of assessment and testing before anybody does anything, because what I've seen is a lot of trainers, so we're we're located on the fourth floor of World Gym here in uh, Pacific Beach, and we're uh, downstairs is World Gym. Um, it's a huge mecca for bodybuilding, for fitness, for things, um, and it's also a huge mecca for trainers. And what I'm, I I sit there and I observe a lot of the different trainers and their styles and what they're doing, and a lot of them they they feel like, hey, if the arm doesn't move that way, I'm going to pull it really hard so it'll move that way. Mm. And I think a lot of people think like, hey, we're, we're just all, it's all muscular. Well, that's not true. We're attached by joints. We're attached by, we're <laughs> attached by ligaments. We're, we're attached by capsules and capsules get adhered and joints, joints get stuck and we become hypomobile and that takes more joint mobilization. That takes specific assessment and tests to rule out, hey, what is it? Is it a joint? Is it a joint dysfunction, a joint mobilization dysfunction? Is it a, is it a tissue, soft tissue um, issue, or is it just a stability and motor control issue? So what we do is we break it down to it's got to be one of the three. Um, if it's something else and it's, it's bigger than that, uh, I have no private huge Rolodex of doctors that I can, I can refer out to for different, for different things because we work with a lot of um, pro athletes, high athletes, and general population, and we get a little bit of everything over here. Yeah. So there are times when I'm like, hey, guess what? You know that, that drop foot that you have right there? You need to go to the emergency room right now. <laughs> but we will always make sure that we put you at your, you are the VIP in, in here. And we will do a, a, a complex testing and assessment from your, heads to your, from your head to your toes before we do anything with you that's to make awesome. sure. Because that's what we need, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's... it's the human body is so amazing, but it is pretty complex. And the more that you can kind of do all of these checks and balances, the better off we'll be. Well, yeah. And, you know, I always thought of it as I like, I loved my training room. I loved my athletic training room at UCSB. I loved it. And I, and I, I've, I've been lucky enough to work in a lot of different arenas. I've worked with um, a lot of um, NFL and, and Major League Baseball, and I've worked with um, PGA and LPGA, and I've worked MMA and Jiu-Jitsu, and I've worked on tri- Ironman triathlons, and I've, I've I've been lucky enough to to be in that world for a long time. And I watch those guys, and they get they get top care, but they don't even know really what they're doing. They just really rely on the people around them to have their best interest at heart. And in some places they do, and in some places 
I I don't know, not so much. But I've always envisioned the place that I have to be like a an athletic training room, and you're a VIP. You're a pro pro athlete. You should get everything that we can possibly give you given to you. And so all of our all of our people are trained in the same the same language. We all speak the same language as far as physical uh, assessment and mobility and function. And we've worked really, really hard to go through a lot of different certifications, high-level certifications that are all of the pro athletes, trainers, and therapists go to to make sure that we can provide the best situation for anybody who walks in here. That's awesome. So um, could you tell us one more time about how to get in touch with you? And we will put all that contact information in the show notes. Sure. We, you can come up on our website. We are protocolsportsystem.com and where you can protocol sports systems is with one S uh, sports systems, but we aligned for two, or you can go to our Facebook page at protocol sports systems, but it's uh, pro dash two dash call sports systems. And we have an Instagram page as well with the same name. So you can come up on all of those and you can just go on the website you can read through all of the different therapies that we do, our mission, our vision statement. And then you can also, we have a booking that you can go and you can book online with us. So you don't even have to like call in. You can just book and then uh, create your own appointment depending on with whom you want it to be. And, and then we get it and then you can come on in. <laughs> We're in PB. Great. We're located in the World Gym Building. We're on the fourth floor. Okay, great. That's Pacific Beach for listeners. If you happen to be visiting, I I have a lot of listeners that maybe don't live in the area, but it sounds like (laughs) even just stopping in. No, I mean, a lot of them do live here too, but um, a lot of people do visit this area too. And so I think that, you know, even just stopping in for for an assessment, even if they don't live here, I think that would be great. And then kind of see where they stand, literally. (laughs) We get people who fly in for us all the time, actually, from all different areas. So yeah. Yeah, and we're right off the freeway. The you can't miss us. <laughs> no, you could go to the beach right after. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. This is super valuable information. There are a lot of obstacle course racers that can use your services. You are so welcome. I, I totally appreciate you having me on. It's been super fun. Um, and yes, there are tons of people who can use our services. And It's been a great time here. Thank you so much. Thank you.